You are listening to episode 154 of This is Type 1. Today we're talking about summer water activities with type 1 diabetes. These are just a few quick tips to make sure you're keeping yourself safe with diabetes while you're out doing water stuff this summer and in future summers because we're recording this in 2022 and maybe you're listening to this in like two or three years, which would be awesome. The first thing is, as always, with whenever you go out and do things, keeping extra supplies with you. When you're swimming, it's really, really important to keep a spare sensor and a spare infusion set with you, as well as having either your insulin pen or syringes or like your extra insulin, like have all of that with you. The spare sensor and the set are really important because it's highly possible that those will fall off in the water and they'll need replacing unless you have a really good overlay patch. I know there are some overlay patches out there that don't keep sets and sensors on as well as others. So it uh, that's going to be something you might want to experiment with to find out which patches actually work best for you. I use Griff Grips. They have a bunch of different types of adhesive formulas that you can choose from. And so I would recommend testing a bunch of those out. And then I also had uh, two sample patches from Skin Grip. And both of those were like iron on my skin. They just did not come off until the last day, which was great. But that also meant that I had to tear them off really fast so that the sensor would come with it. <laughs> so it's just a couple things to try out. Uh, remember that sunburns and hot weather can actually screw with your blood sugars. Those are two of the 42 factors that affect your blood sugar control. And we can link to the 42 factors in the show notes. But people will react differently to sunburns and hot weather. Sometimes uh, they'll go really high. Sometimes they'll go really low. It just depends on your biology and how things work in your body. It's also really important to keep your insulin cool. You should always be bringing your extra insulin with you when you go on trips like this to go swimming or do other water activities. And there's a bunch of different ways you can keep your insulin cool. The first option is just a straight up cooler. But in any case where you're using something where your insulin might be in direct contact with the ice or the cooling instrument, like a cooling pack, you want to make sure that you have an insulated barrier between the vial of insulin and the cold source. Because if there's any risk that the insulin could freeze, that is a problem because insulin is not supposed to freeze. If it freezes, then it becomes denatured and then you can't actually use it how it's intended. It actually goes bad and you'll have to pull out a new one. So when I transport insulin in our just little food cooler, I end, I end up putting a, uh, a washcloth in there too, so that I have a little bit of a barrier between the ice pack and the insulin. So just make sure you have something to protect the insulin from the cold itself. Another option is a Frio wallet. I actually use this and I'm in love with it because all it requires is water activation. You just put the, the pouch inside like in, in a bowl of water until it swells up. And then it will, it'll stay cold for anywhere from several hours to several days, depending on the environment. So that's a really nice option because it doesn't require you having to refreeze something. It doesn't require electricity. All it requires is plopping this thing into a little bowl of water, and then you have a nice little cool pack for a while. The thing about Frio wallets is that they need to breathe, which means you can't put them inside something else like a cooler, because if they stay in there for too long, then it's not going to be great. For the Frio wallet itself, it might degrade or it might get damaged or something like that. So you want to just make sure that it's in a place where it can breathe so that it can release the moisture that it pulled in when it was in that water bath. And then you'll have to refresh it later. That's just how it kind of works with that. And you can also search for other cooling packs on Amazon. I know Jessie has one from Amazon that she just figured out she wanted to go get that one. And I have a Frio wallet. So it just depends on your personal preferences. All right. So bring a lot more low snacks than you think you're actually going to need. So if you think you're going to go low, like 
once during the day, bring five times that amount. I am telling you, water and sunshine seriously affect your blood sugars and how your body absorbs food, especially if you're swimming too, because that burns off so much energy that your body is literally in desperate need of carbs eventually because your blood sugar just goes low. And then that's the way it is with a lot of kids too. That's the way I was where I went low. Like as soon as I got in the water, like it just happens like that. And we do, Colleen and I had to do a lot of like low fixes right before our kids at camp went into the water because they got so excited or because they went swimming and then immediately crashed. And the thing about that at camp especially was it's okay to take the pump off or to not be on a basal for that because you're going to be doing so much exercise and activity that your blood sugar is going to drop anyway. So you really don't need to have your, your insulin pump attached to you. I actually had a question from a listener on Instagram a while ago asking if it would be a good idea to switch from basal shots or long, long term, long acting shots to a pump for a diabetes camp because she was specifically concerned about water activities. I'm like, it's okay. You can take the pump off. The kid's going to be exercising so much anyway that their number is going to drop even without the pump on. So it's fine. Yeah. Definitely one of those sports where it's really intense and you really get a good workout out of it. If you feel like your CGM or your pump patch might fall off later in the day or it's like on its last day, but you have enough insulin to get through the day, just change it out. Honestly, because that water, it gets in between like the bandage or the patch or starting to fall off. It's going to fall off. Like it's just, it's going to, there's no stopping it at that point. So change it out before you leave for whatever water thing you're doing or before you even get in the water or if you're there at the water and you have a change out set change it out after i mean just take it off when you get in the water and then just put a new site back on and that should that should help you out do not forget sunscreen no one needs skin cancer around here we also don't need sunburns which are horribly uncomfortable and not pleasant at all so don't forget to wear that and if you do forget to wear your sunscreen the tan line of your site will be even worse than it actually already is because I've been dealing with that for a very long time now. It doesn't get any better with a sunburn on top of it. And it hurts when you have to tear off, like say you put on a new patch on top of a sunburn. When you have to go take off that patch, it's really going to hurt. Like it's, it's really going to hurt. So just think about that and then put on sunscreen. <laughs> So bring backups for your backups. As we said, water gets in between the stickers and the patches. So if you're in for like six hours a day for like two, two, three days, say you're camping, you're at the lake. I had one vacation where I had to change out my Neo every single day for three days in a row because they just kept falling off. And that's the way it is with a lot of water sports and stuff like that. Even with extra stickers on there, they just, they just lift off. So that also that reminded me of a trip that I took not during the summer and it was actually in the dead of winter. I went to a ski resort and the place we stayed had a hot tub and I found out that the hot tub destroyed my sensor and it was, it was so, it was not great. And that was actually a new sensor. It didn't like destroy it permanently, but it made my blood sugars very unstable afterwards because just the heat from it. So if you're, this is relevant for summer because if you're going to a hot spring, and I know there are tons of hot springs out there, if you're going to a hot spring, know that your sensor is probably going to malfunction at least a little bit, and then you might have to change it out. So like Jesse's saying, bring backups for your backups, bring backups for your sensors, be prepared to call Dexcom, call Medtronic if something fails ahead of time, and they can replace it. 
So if you can get a waterproof bag, like a clear plastic one that you use at concerts and stuff like that, that you can easily zip up and that if it falls off your boat, your kayak, your paddleboard, you're not going to be losing all of that equipment that we're telling you to bring. Included, which another thing you should definitely bring in case something horrible goes wrong and you don't have a sensor is your glucose monitor. So that's definitely important. But besides that, bring a clear plastic bag with your name, your phone number in it. So in case it gets lost or it's floating in the middle of a lake or something like that, they, somebody can give you a call and give you back your equipment. There's plenty of these on Amazon. Most shops carry them nowadays. You can find them at any like clothing store basically just because they are popular for concerts and like festivals and stuff like that so yeah which is really important i have i still have the waterproof pouches that we bought for our honeymoon at on hawaii and those were great because i took off my insulin pump and i put the pump and my phone in the pouch and i took them with me even though i was disconnected because i Mm -hmm. can't have like the tube coming out and because it wouldn't be waterproof anymore but that let me keep my valuables with me while I was snorkeling. So I didn't have to leave them on the beach. So that was nice. Like I use a fanny pack for mine. I'll just take it off, put it in the fanny pack with my phone, with my wallet, my keys, and everything will stay dry. And I'll just attach it to like that bungee tie on my paddleboard. And then if it flips or something happens to where it gets just sopping wet, my stuff isn't like lost or getting wet at all. If you do go on a paddleboard or boat, see if you can attach your diabetes bag, your clear plastic one that is waterproof, to the thing that you are floating on and or being in the water with. So then it doesn't get lost and no one has to call you and you don't have to have a huge panic moment. Or if it sinks even, like it just doesn't... Say the waterproof doesn't work and it's just water resistant and it sinks. You're not going to like end up at a loss of like your phone, your wallet, your keys, your insulin pump, which is the most important. So see if you can attach those things from to something that's not going to leave the flotation device that you're on. And now it's your turn. Think about what you're planning to do later this summer when it comes to water. How do you want to prepare it for it after listening to this episode? Remember, you control your diabetes. It doesn't control you. Are you ready to feel better with type 1 diabetes without changing how you manage it? You too can go from resenting the highs and the lows to never again feeling like it's dragging your emotions behind the worst roller coaster ever. It starts with a free call. Ready to live your life without worrying about what your CGM says? Head to inspiredforward.com slash coaching to get started.